the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. We got the S&P 500 up fractions today, three. NASDAQ's up two. The Dow's up 49. This has been a widely expected event, the Ben Bernanke speech. He says the Fed will act as needed but is mindful of the risks. There's nothing definitively planned at this point in time. Just we're there. He said progress in bringing down U.S. unemployment is too slow, and the central bank would act as needed to strengthen the economic recovery. The issue, to put it simple, is they can make money as cheap as possible for banks, as cheap as possible for corporations. But if corporations and banks don't use that money, they just sit on it, it doesn't help the economy. So how do we stimulate the economy? You do it through legislation, but Congress is on vacation right now. And there's probably not going to get a lot of legislation done this year in a presidential election. So we're kind of st- not stagnating, drifting sideways. Yeah. The, Maybe the, even a little growth. Yeah. Well, I mean, one and a half percent. But I mean, you've got to have three and a half percent plus growth to start dipping into the unemployment rate that we have. And the biggest issue is that there's a lot of unemployment for people coming out of college. So, you know, in some of the speeches that I've seen lately. By the way, did you watch Clint Eastwood last night? I did not. Oh, it was so it was so uncomfortable. Yeah, was, they they said that he. That's it was horrible. Okay. It was horrible. They said they can't do improv. I I don't know what he was trying to do. I had it on MSNBC and I was like, they're being too mean to the Republicans. And I went over to Fox and they're being too nice to Republicans. And I went to CNN and like, I can't figure out what news station to watch anymore. And it's tough. You have to watch probably news stations from overseas. It's like a PBS or, <laughs> you know. What's the, what's the? BBC. They got an Arabic one. You know, oh, watch I'm from sure. Afghanistan to see what's going on over here. That's about right. Yeah, no doubt. It's, it was, I mean, Clint Eastwood, I don't know what the heck he was trying to pull off. It was almost like he was trying to do a roast of Obama sitting in an empty chair. And he rambled and said, I, 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 it was so horrible. It wow. Was so horrible. Yeah, I was watching uh, Gigantes last night. So the which one? Giants. Oh yeah. So I don't know, football, I just, baseball. It's a, you know, baseball. Sports still. fans are happy right now. Well, should be. So um, J.C. Penney Sears may present new buying opportunities. One of those cases, you know, shorts have lined up against these companies. Do you ever go at these companies that are incredibly maligned? Are you ever interested in companies that just fall massively out of favor? That are easy to say they're jokes. Uh, or to make jokes about it. Like JCPenney's, Ron Johnson's just been a disaster for JCPenney so far. But turnarounds seldomly turn, and they take time. They do. And, and the issue is is that you can end up catching a falling knife, is the old term, so you can get pulled into a value trap. Um, 
you still have to look at how you know what direction revenues are going, what direction margins are going, and do they have the ability to protect margins going forward? And on a valuation basis, are they super attractive? Then you might be able to pick it up if you think they can continue to grow revenues. And I think that you know, despite what I'm saying about the fiscal cliff and you know, the, really the fact that we got about a 75% chance that no matter what after the election we're going to have a divided government, so it's going to be tough for them to deal with the fiscal cliff. You have your shopping list ready because there's a lot of stocks out there that have just been out of favor because of their exposure to Europe, their exposure to China that are trading at P ratios of eight, dividend yields of over two and a half percent, and fundamentally a lot more attractive than the average stock in the S&P 500. And when you have any kind of a major event, let's say that the market corrects as a result of you know falling off a fiscal cliff. History shows us that about 75 to 80% of the time, the following year offers double-digit returns. So, you know, if you've been scared out of this market, if you got scared out of the market in 2007, you've lost money. You've lost money you're never going to get again. And so you're looking at these time. scary situations, and so you're staying in cash. You, you can't do that in the long term. You're, you're going to lose money to inflation. So have your shopping list ready and dollar-cost average over the next six months. I'm a big fan of... Never being afraid. I, I, I just I don't know what's going to happen in the next 20 years on a specific year. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen over the next 40 years on a specific year. So I, I just stay in the market. I just keep my diversification up. Um, is there ever a case where you think fear is a good thing? Um, I think the only situation – so we might go 10 to 20% in cash if things are really ugly, if we have world recessionary issues. Um, right now, I'm about 10% in cash with you know alternative and funds and bonds on top of that. But I'm looking at stuff where you know our investment policy committee say, okay, what if we get some sort of a correction or a turnaround in Europe? Where what are we going to sell in order to have extra cash to be able to dip into those areas? Because there's going to be some really long-term great gains overseas. It's going to take time though. So that's that's the that's a conversation that you know we have all the time in my office, but. You know, as soon as you get so fearful, you're going to sell everything. That's when you're going to be wrong. The only time that I would say that that's different, if we just see a global meltdown and debt issues take over, you know, more countries, we get France banks failing, stuff like that, that it just starts to spread. That's when you really got to take shelter. So this is a cleanup time. I don't think anything is really going on in Wall Street. So uh, I recently ordered some TD Ameritrade accounts, you know, just cleaning up my finances, making sure I have the right type of emergency fund, looking at my interest rates. Uh, Roth IRA, it's end of the year for those who qualify. Anything we need to know? Yeah, Roth IRA, I think, I mean, here's the issue. Like I mentioned, we've got this fiscal tax cliff coming. And um, I think briefing.com, couple on Monday, they had a, Big, kind of a big picture report, and they put out one of the best kind of one-pagers on what's going to happen with the fiscal cliff Primers. and how tax brackets are going to go up. People are going to pay more AMT. There's a 0.9% and a 3.8% surtax uh, surcharge tax, essentially, for high-income earners. So Roth IRA conversions. This may be one of the last years for California people to do it if, if rates jump drastically. And the problem is... is I don't really like doing Roth IRA conversions at the end of the year, so I'm going to give people some tips if they're thinking about doing it. And if you're going to do a Roth conversion, we can talk about some of the rules. I mean, first of all, for the average person, you don't want to do a Roth conversion unless you have taxes outside of the IRA to pay the tax, because you can't pay it with the taxes inside the IRA. Okay. So, when do you do it? Well, if let's say you are on sabbatical or you have an unusually low tax bracket, 
for the year and you have cash outside of the account, that's when young people can take a look at doing an IRA, converting it, paying the taxes now to have a tax-free account for the rest of your life in a Roth. There's no income limits to do it anymore. So that's not a problem. Um, but there's a way and a time when wealthy people for estate planning purposes and for family planning purposes need to look at doing large Roth IRA conversions. But I want them to do it in a specific way so that they can take some of the risk off the table if there is a correction next year and unwind it by October 15th of next year. So maybe next break when we have a little bit more time, I can, I'll explain how that one works. I like it. Uh, people can find you at chadburton.com, chadburton.com, as well as newfocusfinancial.com. Upcoming seminar, September 13th, not next Thursday, but the following Thursday, the 2nd September Thursday, there is Toll House Hotel, Los Gatos from 6 to 9, 6 to 9. You can sign up for Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Working on his arm, working all by himself. Only know I saw it coming. Took his sons and daughters with him. You never be Rob Black and Your Money is co-sponsored by AlexHarrisCoach.com. Tsunami alerted after a big 7.9 magnitude earthquake near the Philippines. It's got to be a tense and scary moment. Randy Jackson leaving American Idol. How does it make you feel, Chad? It's all falling apart. I haven't watched it in probably three years. <laughs> Did you watch it? That's no. the shocking part. I know that I watch any prime time. It could probably surprise you. Speaking of uh, changes in the world, remember when you were... Uh, you saw companies like, uh, gosh, now I'm just failing. Bank of America go online. Do your online banking. You saw companies like uh, Sears go online. Go buy your Sears washer online. Now the opposite's happened. There's a company called Piper Lime that was just a sh- originally as a shoe store to fight Zappos. Gap started them, and now Piper Lime is coming into the real world. So some internet companies are starting to become a little bit more real physical presences. Amazon.com, have you seen some of the Amazon drop boxes? The Amazon drop boxes? Yeah, you haven't seen these yet. I've seen one at uh, International Airport of San Francisco. What it is, it's you could have stuff now shipped to the airport. So you're a businessman. You do a lot of traveling. Mm-hmm. You can have stuff shipped to the airport. So when you get off the plane, you pick up whatever you want me to pick up. Gotcha. Okay. It's an odd concept, but I kind of like it. 
Yeah. You know, for those people that live in the city that packages get stolen, mm-hmm. uh, like, if they keep coming up with more drop boxes and they keep putting them in more and more places, uh, it seems like I, I can get the practicality of it. I don't know it's, if, how fast it's going to take to catch on, but I can get the practicality if you don't want stuff sent to your house. Yeah, it's definitely, especially in the you know, dense city population. I, I buy almost everything from my house now on Amazon. Yeah, I've been doing that for years. Uh, yeah, you're you're a great Amazon user. I, you know, they would do so much better on the kind of the media side. I think if they could fix their website. What do you mean? They're just websites, just awful. I've got kids that have Kindle Fires and trying to manage the trying to manage the Kindle Fires and navigate around their site that has to do with shopping and that. At the same time, I just don't think it's as user friendly as say Apple products. Okay, that's interesting to note because yeah. uh, I'm not a Kindle Fire kind of guy. I'm more of an iPad kind of guy. Same, you know, types of apps. All the Droid stuff is there for the for the Kindle Fires. It's just not as easy to navigate around. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, I don't know if you if you've picked up on this, but when you search at Amazon, mm-hmm. um, they're catching up to Google fast. Yeah, because I used to Google if I wanted, you know, uh, let's say I wanted the new walkie-talkie, I'd go to Google, hit it, look for prices that way. Mm-hmm. Now, now I just go to straight to Amazon. Right. So and. Advertising starting to come in pretty big. So sponsored links on Amazon are huge. They're everywhere, similar to Google. Right. It's, and it's interesting to see retailers on – some of the internet retailers that used to sell things like paintballs and all this other stuff that used to make a lot of money doing that, their margins have just shrunk because they have to sell through Amazon now. Yeah. And they have to have those formulas that put their products on or take it off depending on price points. Very aggressive game. It's, it's brought costs down to consumers quite a bit despite all the – food and energy costs that we've seen rising. So Ben Bernanke says the federal boost accommodation is needed. Is there anything there? No, I mean, I was trying to kind of read through this during the short commercial break that we had, but there's really nothing unexpected that is in this so far. So you could read any of these sentences that he said, and you could say investors are disappointed, investors are, let's face it, most traders aren't even on the floor today. It's Labor Day weekend, they're gone. Yeah. It's the end of August. Kids are back in school. The drive-in was ghostly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, but coming into Fremont today... Uh, it was a little busier than I thought it would be. It really? was a little busier than I thought it would be, but... Um, and I, I say the opposite. It was a little less traffic than usual. But it's interesting to see what, you know, kind of the some of the numbers from Labor Day weekend will be because gas prices are so much higher than last year. You know, we're, we're in 1.5% GDP growth. Unemployment has stuck around, and yet gas prices that continue to increase... Yeah, what do you think about uh, the GDP issue as far as not creating jobs? We keep hearing more and more stories about kids living with their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Paul Ryan even brought it up in his speech of, you know, uh, the people that voted for Obama now are living at home with mom and dad. Uh, yeah, his, his term was is that, you know, we want to get these kids that are 22, graduated, sitting at home in their childhood room staring at fading Obama pictures get them a job and get them on with their lives and out of their parents' house. It's definitely an issue. I mean, I've had to talk to several retired clients about those issues. Um, you know, it's, it's good. you got to be careful. If you're going to invest in your kid's education, like we said before, it shouldn't be a degree in philosophy. Um, I've got some clients, that the kids going to you know, sociology. I was like, you know, that's a tough route to be in, to be a psychologist. or you know, It's about business, technology, International business issues, that's really where you try to funnel your kids if you don't want them living in your basement these days. And it's funny because 
you and I are out of touch with this. I mean, I I don't say that I was born at the right time, the right place. But my whole life, I knew that I had to go to college. My whole life, I knew I had to have a career. Yeah. Um, it was just pushed on my on me by my father of, you know, be like me, be successful, be like me, be successful. Now we're starting to see just, you know, BS degrees. Uh, mixologist. Mixologist is now like... <laughs> Isn't that a Red Robin term? Kind of. Yeah. It's It's... I tell you what, a bartender is going to make more money than a person that graduates with a degree in, you know, philosophy. But a bartender, <laughs> bar- actually, most bartenders probably have a degree in philosophy. A bartender is going to make more money serving beers than serving margar- uh Mixed drinks. Mixed drinks. Oh, who knows? I, mixed no drinks take. That. Mixed drinks now take like two to six minutes to make. Yeah. It's not. It's it's kind of a crazy process. Just give me a vodka soda, you're done. Exactly. Yeah, we're on the same page. So, um. I don't know. We seem to have some bad role models. Jersey Shore was just canceled. How do you feel about that? Thank God. I've seen three episodes, and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> You've seen three more than me. <laughs> what a joke this is. Yeah. I kind of want to see Snooki, though, when she's like 60, 65. Uh, they should have a reunion in like 30 <laughs> years. That's that would just... be awesome. <laughs> Only because she's like an orange Oompa Loompa. With... <laughs> what does an orange Oompa Loompa look like when she's 60? An old orange Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can answer the question for me. Yeah. So, um, end of the year. That's where we are now. Yeah. Honestly, Chad, I'm thinking turkey. I'm thinking Thanksgiving. Yep. I'm thinking Christmas. I'm thinking downtime. Uh, didn't get a big vacation in this year. So, uh, yep. not a lot's going to get done between now and the end of the year, except for an election. <sighs> well, I think the biggest issue is, like I said, some of the um, votes that are going on in Germany regarding European bailout issues. And I think... Um, First two weeks of September are going to be big for that. Yeah. So what I was talking about is, you know, before this is is there's a good chance or a good opportunity right now for wealthy people to do a lot of estate planning because the ability to gift and set up certain types of trusts at the $5 million level drops to a $1 million next year, which could create gift taxes for those that are trying to do things in excess of $2.5 million. So there's a lot of opportunities. And one of those estate planning opportunities, if you have IRAs that you know you're not going to use and you want to pass it on to your heirs, is to convert those Roth IRAs to a regular IRA, pay the taxes for your heirs now in exchange for tax-free growth forever. And if you leave, if you set up your Roth IRA the right way, you can leave it to your heirs and they can roll it into an inherited Roth and have tax-free income for the rest of their life based on, on the account value. They can take out more if they want, but it's a really big family planning opportunity. But if you're going to convert, a lot of people want to convert this year as it raises your adjusted gross income in 2013, tax brackets are going to be much higher. The AMT tax is going to hit more and more people, which is a middle-class tax now. And there's a surcharge, 3.8% on investment income if your adjusted gross income is over 250. So a lot of people are looking at that saying, wow, maybe I should convert to the Roth now. But here's the way that I want them to look at it. We don't know what could happen as a result of this fiscal tax cliff. It's creating short-term uncertainty. And short-term in the stock market's one year or less, right? Mm-hmm. You just don't know what's going to happen over the next 12 months. You can't time the market. But you can have a situation where the uncertainty is removed. There's a short-term fix to the fiscal tax cliff here, but a long-term fix overseas, stocks could rally drastically, like 10 to 20% pretty quickly. Okay? Stocks could rally here pretty quickly. They could. With the profits that we've been creating. But you got you know, P-E ratios on the S&P stocks of 13 to 17, dividend yields of less than 2. European stocks, P-Es of 8, dividend yields of 3 and 4%. So that, you know, a lot of attraction over there, a lot of, a lot of good valuations. But they are in recession in Europe. Um, so, And then you have bonds. Bonds, if there's a really bad situation, could rally even further. 
or if there's a great economic situation which pushes stocks up, bonds could fall in value. Commodities, if people print money around the world as a result of what's going on, could rally as well. Or if it goes bad, they could go in the opposite direction. So you've got different asset classes you need to have in your portfolio. Bonds, stocks, and alternatives. Um, alternatives include things like you know commodities, real estate, managed futures, currency funds, and things like that. So in people, if larger, if you're going to do a large Roth conversion, you're a wealthy person, you might take one IRA that has all these different asset classes and put it in three different Roth accounts. One account would hold your, you convert the IRA into three different accounts. One account would hold your stocks, right? Another account would hold your bonds and another one would hold your alternatives. That way, if you get into 2012, right? And you convert at a high level in 2000, I'm sorry, if you convert at the high level in 2012 and the next year the market drops, you have until October 15th of 2013 to unwind and back out of that Roth conversion, which you will do if the market drops significantly. So that way you could choose next year to say, I only want to unwind one of these different asset classes and keep the other one that did well. See what I mean? Yep. So it's, it's, it's kind of a, a way to separate that Roth conversion and next year choose which one you might want to back out of. Anything else that we need to know about that? Um, I think that the idea for wealthy people, and we've got another event coming up that we'll talk about some of these things uh, to avoid paying the taxes on it, do it in charitable remainder trust and getting a huge tax deduction for that. Talk about that and more. You can find information at robblack.com. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Taking a look at the market numbers. We've got a decent day going. We actually have a very good year going, all things considered, even though we talk about recession and fiscal cliff and a lot of negativity out there. Dow is up 99 points. The NASDAQ is up 15. SP 500 is up 8. Gold's up 12. 10-year treasury is 1.6%, which is just a horrible, horrible number. A lot of the new jobs that have been created are low-paying jobs, which a lot of people think are beneath them. I was in L.A. last week, Chad, working a little bit on a TV project, and I asked a 43-year-old man 
He's got no savings. He's got a wife and a kid. No savings, wife and a kid. He's a musician. He can arrange a track. Like, he can do that. I said, are you willing to work at Home Depot? And he said, yeah. I'm like, that's what you need to do. And then, like, 15 seconds later, he's like, nah, I'm not willing to work at Home Depot. (laughs) But that's what – we have to start somewhere when we're 42, 43 and have nothing. Right. Well, you know, I think that with this kind of entitlement world that we live in, if we look back to what our parents and grandparents did, and, you know, many of our grandparents worked two jobs. Right. You know, that wasn't something that was uncommon back then in order to eventually buy your house or eventually buy a second car. Now we're in this entitlement thing. Well, if I'm not willing to take that second job or do what I need to do in order to save for retirement, I'll be able to fall back on something. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, you could listen to all the Kanye and booty shaking. You could live in the now, but it will catch up to you. That I, Chad, I don't know what this guy's going to do. I, yeah. I told him, you know, because I was taping it. I said, you're going to pay for your da- daughter's, co- uh, daughter's college? He goes, yeah. I'm like, no, you're not. I said, you're going to pay for your daughter's wedding? He goes, yeah. I'm like, no, you're not. Like, with what? Credit cards? Yeah. He's already been bankrupt once. I mean, I'm sure he's going to go bankrupt again. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to get people too discouraged, but... There's sometimes te- your career choice is wrong, or sometimes you shouldn't be listening to a show that says, here's what the next best mutual fund's going to be, or the next best stock. It should be, what are you going to go back to school and do yeah. in the world of healthcare, in the world of technology, in the world of international business, finance, something that is going to allow you to retire someday? I looked at him. I said, do you have an iPhone? He goes, yeah. I said, do you have a data plan? He goes, yeah. I said, you're not a man unless you cancel those today. I said, you're not a man. You got, how can you have a daughter and a data plan and no savings? <laughs> right? Uh, I was listening to this story. Um, somebody that works at a hospital. Yeah. And uh, somebody that came in for a procedure, dressed the nines, um, handed actually they handed the welfare card instead of the uh, insurance card. Yeah. And then said, oh, wait, I don't have insurance, as they had their iPhone in their left hand. And yet, they're not going to be turned away for care, right? Yeah. The care gets paid for. It just gets written off. But how do you have a welfare card and an iPhone? I don't understand that. How does that work? Yeah. How do we not sterilize these people? <laughs> right? Back to, my, oh, back to my example. A man has a data plan. He's got cable TV. And he goes, yeah, but it's just a three-month trial. I'm like, why aren't people making decisions? Yeah. Is it? Do you think it's truly the entitlement angle? Yeah, I think okay. it's the way that this generation is raised, uh, for sure. I'm honestly thinking about giving up my smartphone and just going with a dumb, dumb phone. I, if I can get the dumbest dumb phone, if I can get the, I would. Like <laughs> we need to, you and I need to start that business because the dumb that, phone? at some point in time, America is going to go back to like we don't really need to be checking sports scores on our phones. We don't really need to be texting. Like I hate texting. It's uh, or you go out somewhere and you just see everybody staring at their phones, or people walking down the street and all they're doing is staring at their phones now instead of even acknowledging your existence when they walk by you on a sidewalk. There's a restaurant in L.A. that'll pay you five percent off your bill yeah. if you yeah. give them your your phone. I think that's I think that's good. Yeah. I think that's good. A little on the silly side, but anyway. so can you believe we're already almost in the fourth quarter? I know. Like Crazy. I said, the year happens fast. Yeah. So a couple of uh, now that we've gone through the stock market rally. S&P 500, let's see, what's the numbers for the year right now? We've got the S&P 500, the um, total return somewhere around 
or so for the year. And we've rallied up from this last quarter, what, about 7% or so? A year-to-date SP 500 total return, if you look at an index fund, 12.9% from January. So the market's rallied up on extremely light volume. After a quarter where the where 45% of companies reported lower revenue than this time last year. So after the break, I guess I'll give you a couple of do's and don'ts as we go into the first fourth quarter of 2012. Okay, we got a event coming up. Black Wednesdays, it's off the cuff with Rob Black and my friends, Eric Taylor Montgomery, Ray Fry, Karen Levine, Tony Mendez. Um, bring your portfolio. We'll, we'll review a copy of your portfolio, Spinning Yarn Restaurant, Wednesday, September 5th from 5 to 7. It's in Fremont, California. It's a great steakhouse, great steakhouse. You can learn more about the event at kdow.biz. You and I, the following week, have an event coming up. Um, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning in Los Gatos. We like Los Gatos. Yeah, I love, I love doing the events at the Toll House. It's a good spot. Yeah, I always want it to be made out of cookie dough. I know. I want it to smell like cookies when we walk in there. Wouldn't it be great to have a whole hotel made out of like cookie dough or gummy bears? <laughs> the kids would just be literally on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> not off the wall, on the wall. I would love it. So, Not enough fun in the world. So Thursday, September 13th, September 13th, it's Thursday from 6 to 9. Good chance to learn a little bit about diversification, tax reduction strategies, estate planning tips. Michelle C. Lerman will be there, special guest attorney, portfolio structure, economic outlook, estate planning. People can sign up at robblack.com. Anything about that event that we need to know? You know, it, most is, it is into the year, so it does take on a little bit more of kind of pressure. Yeah, and it's also, you know, trying to talk about how strategies might change if the fiscal t- tax cliff is enacted because – where you hold your dividend-paying stocks might have to change next year. But I think the biggest one is, is looking at different asset classes and, and markets from here to overseas, looking where the value is. Sounds good. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. You can learn more about Chad Burton and New Focus at newfocusfinancial.com.
Welcome in. Rob Black and your money on Rob Black. Hey, no work on Monday. It's Labor Day. Surprisingly, we don't work on a day of labor. End of summer. Are you sad? Are Am you I s- sad? Yeah. Yeah, it's... I, you know, I don't like the next three months of the year because kind of the water sports are over and then there's no snow on the mountains yet. And you just blasted my ears with the headphone turn up there. Wham. But uh, <laughs> just about You'll be okay. blew an eardrum on that one. Um, you got another one. <laughs> I've already taken one of my kidneys, though. Have you lost a kidney? No, you took it. Oh. I would absolutely go into the business of selling kidneys. You know what I want to do? Grow kidneys? No, I want to figure out a way to uh, get West Nile virus, like, even more inundated in our society. Like, I leave big pools of water in my backyard. <laughs> I'm just trying to kill off the seniors. Like, we need something to kill off the seniors. And then we can have all the entitlement programs we want. Right? Thank you for insulting my demographic. What's your demographic? Of my clientele. Okay, well, I mean... People that are close to or in retirement. That's who I work for. No, I'm talking... you just said you want to kill them all off. No, I'm talking about... The, Thank you very you, much. You know there was that 91-year-old person who ran, ran into a school this week, right? Yeah, yeah. 101. 101, excuse me. If West Nile had taken him, two kids wouldn't be in critical care today. Ouch. And my social security check, I'd feel a little bit better, like it's going to someone in their 60s who fell through the, the safety net and not someone who was 101 who should have been dead 10 years ago. Yeah. Let's talk Social Security real quick because I really like the site SocialSecuritySolutions.com for people that are, especially where it really works. SocialSecuritySolutions.com. Um, I think that's the site. I'll pull it up here in a second to make sure that um, uh, we have some internal version of the software that that we're getting because we, we're seeing more situations where there's a large age differential in spouses. Um so there's certain tricks that you can do in Social Security that you might not be thinking about, especially if you you know have longevity in your genes. Are you saying that men marry younger? Uh, that happens a lot, but I'm also seeing the reverse of that. And I've also seen a couple situations where the men are older, but the women that were younger are actually may, have made more money, so they have a higher benefit coming to them at age 67 or 70 if they have their full retirement age. So a couple tricks that me, people may not know about if they're in a – situation where the age spread is quite a bit higher is um, one situation where a spouse, the female made a lot more money than the husband. Husband was also, uh, I think it was 10 years older. So what they're going to do in that situation is the husband's going to take Social Security at 66, and then she's going to take a spousal benefit from 62 to 70 and then switch back to her own benefit. That's a higher one. And so that way it'll let her own benefit season. So there's little tricks like that that you can do with Social Security. And Social Security is in much better shape, I think, than people think it's Medicare that is really, you know, on its way to bankrupting the country. Social Security is a little bit better. So if you're going to live a lot longer, uh, one of the things that you need to think about is how you will be able to put off your, taking your Social Security. If you're in bad shape, if your health isn't good, then take it at 62 because you're not going to live that long. But if you're in decent health, um, you think you're going to live well past, you know, 80 and 86 or farther even, then it might pay off. You might, you need to run the numbers to see if it, it makes sense to put off taking out social security until you're 70. Let's bring in a phone call. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Bobby in San Francisco. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 
Um, is Apple going to ever hit a thousand? Yep. Uh, I think so. And uh, what time frame? Um, don't know. When do you think? Uh, well, you're more more the expert than I am. Yeah, but I've never been a short term kind of guy. I've always been more of a long term kind of guy. I've been pushing oh. Apple for five plus years. Um, thanks for the call. Let me talk to Chad a little bit about this. Mm-hmm. I think what he wants is unrealistic. Do I think it goes to a thousand? Yeah. I think that, that can they grow eight to ten percent a year for the next five years? Yeah. Can they do more than that? I I think so. But people want kind of like financial witchcraft or financial voodoo of I see Apple going to a thousand today. We don't know what product they're going to come out with. We don't know how slow the economy is going to hit nationally, internationally. Mm-hmm. We don't know if the Kindle Fire, like, there's been a slew of product announcements. Everyone, everyone's trying to get product out there right now. Motorola is upgrading, upgrading the Razer line of droids. Um, Samsung's, they're going to have to go back and reinvent themselves. The Apple legal victory was huge because companies like you and I, if we decide, hey, let's come up with a new tablet, we're not going to copy their style. Right, uh, because they will sue us to infinity and beyond. So, I don't know. Well, it, it, what it is, it ends up being the law of large numbers. It depends on how once they get to a certain level here in the U.S. in terms of saturation. It depends on how they're going to be doing overseas. Samsung, who sells more handsets than Apple, yep, a lot more. They have a lot of different versions of handsets where they can go into various markets and sell, you know, a fifty to a hundred dollar phone, versus somebody that is going to spend two years worth of income on an iPhone. You know what I mean? It's so there is a there is a point there where the law of large numbers will come into play, but you have to get the stock price a lot higher to get. You know, I think the Ford PE right now has gone from just recently in the last couple of months ten to being one of the cheapest tech stock out there to about twelve and a half forward PE. Uh, if we look backwards, I think it's fifteen point six now or so, somewhere around there. So it's had a huge rally lately. Um, the next leg up that would be that would help the stock, other than increase sales or a better product would be splitting the stock and continuing to increase the dividend. If they did a more consistent dividend increase, which will they'll eventually have to be like, like Cisco just did, um, that would have it added to a lot of other funds like dividend growth models that are out there. Yeah, it, it's certainly, you can't say anything negative about this company. The only thing you could really say negative, it's, it's a $625 billion company. Well, they, they also have to get two product launches extremely Right. I mean, they've got to be top-notch launches on the iPhone 5 and the Apple TV. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to have a pullback. That legal issue, that's a big one, though. Them beating Samsung is huge. So, um, yeah, I just I hate calls like that because, you know, you see the software out there or you hear about it. Like, he thinks I'm more of an expert than him. I, I think the 16-year-old kid is more of an expert than me because— In the short term? Yeah. It's— they, they don't use Facebook anymore, you know. They're telling me, avoid Facebook. <laughs> and they're the people who buy products. They're the people who buy gadgets. I hate gadgets. My cell phone has got, like, some holes burned into the screen now. I've oh, used it for so long. Talking, you get, like, wireless speakers you run off a computer in your home. So what is it, Sono? Sono? Sono, yeah. See? Yeah. Burn spots, you see you, them? You hate. <laughs> those are burn spots? Yeah, those are burn spots. There's a – the screen's just starting to die. Like, I've got – I've had this – phone for a long time i'm cheap i'm yeah. not cheap i just i'm tired of technology it's tough to stay on top of 
Speaking of staying on top still of. Still got to do the do's and don'ts for the end of the year. I keep saying I'm going to talk about it. Uh, we'll do that coming up then. Uh, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning event Thursday, September 14th, 6 to 9. Good chance to meet Chad and myself. Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's a Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning event. Coming up, we're going to do the do's and the don'ts with CFP Chad Berkey. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.